Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, January 24th, 2019, broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. On today's show, I will get away from football for just one day because the Super Bowl is not this weekend. The Pro Bowl is this weekend, but who actually watches the Pro Bowl? Uh, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53, between the Patriots and the Rams, it's the following weekend. It's a week from this Sunday. But what is this weekend is the Royal Rumble. And joining me on today's show will be Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso. And Justin Barrasso is actually on the phone with me right now via Skype. And he is going to join me in just a moment. But first, I got to ask you, how would you and a friend like to go to the big game on Sunday, February 3rd in Atlanta? Well, thanks to BetOnline.ag, the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet, we're giving away a once-in-a-lifetime, all-expenses-paid-for trip to the big game. The lucky winner will receive two tickets to the game, two round-trip flights, a hotel room, and two passes to a VIP tailgate party. How do you enter? It's simple. Go to BetOnline.ag and sign up for a BetOnline account using the promo code BIGGAME. That's promo code BIGGAME at BetOnline.ag. The Patriots and the Rams, a rematch of the big game from back in 2002. And who wouldn't want to see this one in person, especially if you have somebody pay your way for you? The contest ends on January 28th, so don't miss out. Place a bet on yourself today at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. And again, the promo code is BIGGAME, BIGGAME at betonline.ag. Today's show is also presented by DraftKings. Play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PIC, P-I-C. That's promo code PIC, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. Today's show also presented by IV League Hydration. Look better, feel better, and perform better by jumping on the IV. That's right, the IV. They're right here in Boston. And the IV is not just for hangovers. IV League Hydration can help you with cold and flu symptoms, jet lag before a big meeting, or even your athletic performance. I know many pro athletes who use IV Hydration as part of their normal routine to perform at the highest level. IV League Hydration utilizes a common, minimally invasive procedure to deliver fluids, vitamins, and other nutritional supplements directly into your bloodstream, providing immediate relief and hydration. They have a new store in Southie, or here's the best part, they can come to you. You don't need to go to them, they will come to you. Check out their website, ivleaguehydrate.com. That's ivleaguehydrate.com to see all of their different IV hydration packages, or you can give them a call at 1-800-905-4252. That's 1-800-905-4252. Look better, feel better, and of course, perform better with Ivy League Hydration. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, January 24th. And right now I bring in Justin Barrasso, who's been patiently waiting through all of those advertisements. Justin, thanks for joining me. I know you're a little under the weather, but um, hey, you know what? You should call Ivy League Hydration. They'll come to you and they'll make you feel better. Well, it's funny because thank you for having me on, by the way, but I was actually on betonline.ag. I'd love to go to the Super Bowl, all expenses paid. One person and a friend, because if so, I'm going to bring you if I win. Oh, you're going to bring me if you win. That's good because nobody is sending me to the Super Bowl. Nobody's sending me. Nobody. Ridiculous. Dan, I got to jump in real quick. Connecting pro football and and, and pro wrestling. 
I mean, unbelievable. I'm sure you've touched on this already, but unbelievable that no call at the end of that Saints game. Speaking of gambling, too, and just putting everything together, people call pro wrestling a work, but that call, that lack of a call was ridiculous. Even I thought the Dorsett call before the half, that touchdown for the Pats, I mean, come on, that's that's a pass, blatant pass interference. But that Saints call, it's tough to cost uh, you know, that franchise. It should be a Pats-Saints Super Bowl. It's amazing that they really won't admit wrong in the NFL. It's almost an old school, like Jack Tunney, WWF type storyline. It's hard to believe that's happening in the NFL. You're right. It is hard to believe. But um, you know what we got this Sunday, not NFL related, is the Royal Rumble. There will not be NFL refs at the Royal Rumble. At least we should hope there's no NFL refs at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> but it's this Sunday and it is going to be at Chase Field in Arizona, which means that the road to WrestleMania the road to WrestleMania 35 will begin. Now, WrestleMania 35 is Sunday, April 7th at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. But um, before we get to the Royal Rumble and some other news in the world of professional wrestling, there's some breaking news today, Justin, actually, that I have to open with, and it's about Ronda Rousey. There was a report today that said Ronda Rousey is leaving WWE after WrestleMania, which, again, is on April 7th. Uh, now, at Royal Rumble, she'll be defending the Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. But the report that came out today that Ronda Rousey is going to be done with WWE, is that true? What do you know about this? I know that her contract runs through 2021. WWE released that today as well to confirm that. I didn't think she signed a one-year deal. It just seems like such a such a heavy investment because they've really built the whole, you know, rebuilt the whole division around her, the women in general, even though... Uh, uh, Charlotte Flair and, and Becky Lynch have got a, you know pretty pretty healthy doses of airtime on SmackDown, but but Raw the women are built around around Ronda. She's there through 2021. Whether she starts a family with Travis Brown before then, I think he's got a couple kids that are sometimes at her shows. But whether they, whether they settle down and have their own kids, uh, that's up to them. But she's she's currently under contract till 20, April of 2021. So. I think that helps them because that gives away a major if, if her contract was up this April, that gives away a pretty major storyline. But it's it's helpful that that's not the case. And that I don't think I, I think she might lose at Mania. I still think they go Charlotte. Well, we're going to get into this. I still think Charlotte Flair wins the Rumble. Becky Lynch wins the title, the SmackDown title. And then, uh, Ronda retains against Sasha, makes her tap. And then, you know, Charlotte has to pick a champion. She should pick both. I want them both. And then you get your triple threat match to close out Mania. And you could have Becky beat Charlotte so Ronda would lose without getting pinned. And I think that's probably best case scenario. But I don't think Lynn, I don't think Ronda's leaving anytime soon. All right. So, and you know what? I mean, even if that report is true, Justin, I mean, we've, we've heard reports like that in the past from other big names in WWE. And it turns out they end up staying. And who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe WWE goes to her and offers her a little more money. And it's an offer she can't refuse, a la Brock Lesnar a couple years ago. This well, look, is, this has every happened time a couple times leaving, with Brock, right? Every time we think Brock is leaving, he stays. Yeah. And, and Heyman always says, you know, it's it's not a spoiler, it's a promise. Yeah, so it's funny. I think that's part of the beauty of following WWE. Part of the beauty of of covering pro wrestling is that that unknown, which I remember covering the Bruins. And, and you know, guys are pretty honest. Uh, I remember Shirelli saying, we're not interested in re-signing Yarmir Yager. And that was the end of that. Uh, but in pro wrestling it's a little bit of a different world. So part of what makes it uh, frustrating at times, but obviously fun to cover too. But I don't think Ronda's going anywhere. She just, they've just built too much around her 
for her to go away this April. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if, if she left after WrestleMania as well. But that was the report, and that's the big news today, so I had to open with it. But um, when, when we talk about, you know, the top stories in the world of professional wrestling, you're usually around this time, the top story is the Royal Rumble because it is this Sunday. It is the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. But let me ask you this. Is it this time around? Is the Royal Rumble the top story, or is the more intriguing storyline... What's going on with All Elite Wrestling, AEW, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks? You know, they had this rally down in Jacksonville. Tony Khan is funding the whole thing. Chris Jericho signed on. There's rumors that guys want to leave WWE to go to AEW. We're still wondering about a TV deal for them. They got the double or nothing pay-per-view in May in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. But we have Royal Rumble this Sunday, and, and yet it seems like the more intriguing storyline in the world of professional wrestling is what's next for all elite wrestling, not what's next in the WWE. Uh, So let me ask you, in your opinion right now, what is the more intriguing storyline in pro wrestling Royal rumble or AEW all elite wrestling. But I think that's part of the reason because wrestling, it's not just, it's not just, uh, you know, unique to wrestling. I think in basketball too, like the NBA, I think sometimes we get more excited about the offseason than we do about the nuts and bolts in season. I think that with the Rumble coming up, you know, we could and we will narrow this down to five people who could win both the men's and women's Rumble. That's a pretty small list. We've got a pretty good idea how it's going to go. But the funny thing is with All Elite Wrestling, you heard the, heard the story about the Revival asking for their releases. And they had a really good match on Raw, I thought. Um for the tag team titles in kind of, I shouldn't say kind of in a really forgotten about tag team division on raw. But the interesting thing is the fast, the most fascinating story in wrestling is it's two things. It's the Madison square garden show in April. That's ring of honor and, and new Japan pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then, in, then in may, the double or nothing show in Vegas, the countdown's on. If you want to wrestle at one of these shows and you're under WWE contract, you've got to give 90 days. So you've got to, you've got to request your release and then get 90 days. And they're well aware that, you know, guys aren't just or people aren't just requesting their release just because they want to work one or both of these shows. I mean, what a great chance to work MSG or what a great chance to work double or nothing if you're the revival or there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of story speculation about Mike, Mike Bennett, Mike Canellis and WWE about whether or not he gave it. He and Maria, his wife, gave, gave notice or not. I think that's the fascinating story. Kind of like we love the surprises in the Rumble. It's the same thing with AEW. Who's signing there? What's happening? Who's on the roster? They're going to be on TV. Which channel? Which night? Tuesdays would make the most sense because SmackDown leaves Tuesdays, goes to Fridays uh, this October. So there's just so much going on with AEW. What's their main event at in Vegas in May? You'd assume Chris Jericho is going to be in that main event. Um, Kenny Omega would make a great partner in that match. I don't think it'll be Cody Rhodes, so you, Kenny, Kenny's a possibility. There's just so much unknown that's exciting with all elite wrestling. We're with the Royal Rumble and WWE. Not that we have all the answers, but we definitely have a far more of an outline of the way they're going to go. So, great question, Danny. Yeah. I'd say right now, AEW is the most fascinating story in pro wrestling. No, I agree with you. And like I said sort of before I asked you, my thoughts were I, I think what's going on with all elite wrestling is the more intriguing storyline. But I will say this about how WWE has responded. Uh, There's no question that AEW has already affected the WWE product over the last month. Has it not? I mean, we see Finn Balor now in the main event for the championship against Brock Lesnar. You mentioned the Revival. I mean, they had him do... They had Revival doing a segment with Vince McMahon 
Would you have right. seen that without all elite wrestling? I don't think so. I mean, Sasha Banks against Ronda Rousey, Zack Ryder's back on TV, and that's just naming a few. So, I mean, when you do look at the intriguing storylines in AEW, even though it seems to be the top story in the world of professional wrestling, there's no question that AEW is already shown to be a great thing for WWE. And I think the best best Raw, under under sad circumstances, obviously, was the Raw when Roman Reigns had to announce the fact he's battling leukemia again. Terrible moment for WWE in terms of losing a star. Uh, Reigns has that star quality. I know he's beloved by half the audience and, and, and hated by the other. But obviously, no one wanted to see him go away for that for that reason, to battle cancer, to battle leukemia. But that Raw, I thought, was so good because when Vince McMahon is challenged, he, that was the night Ambrose turned on Rollins, which actually has been a really disaster of a feud. But that night was spectacular. That night of Raw was really thrown together and, and put together well. Vince is best when he's got his back against the wall, which in 2018, 2019 seems to never happen. Mm-hmm. But when Vince is challenged, we've seen it time and time again. He's really, really good. He's at his best in the pro wrestling world and very quietly. But this real Rumble card on Sunday, you mentioned Balor, you mentioned Banks and Rousey. This Rumble card, I don't think there will be anything better this year in wrestling than the card they have at the the two rumble matches see the men's and women's i don't know which they'll run first this year either way and then the, the four title matches the pre-show is rusev nakamura just the card in the four-way cruiserweight match the one tag team match i actually love these kind of funky tags when you throw like a team together like in this case the miz and shane mcmahon against cesaro and sheamus i love this card on sunday i think it's the best card they're going to produce all of 2019 mania is great but they kind of overdo it. Maybe it's you know, close to five hours, six hours. The Rumble will be four hours. It'll be fun. It'll be compact. Or if you can be compact in four hours. I think the Rumble is going to be the best show of the year. And on paper, it definitely looks that way too. But I can't wait for Sunday. You mentioned Kenny Omega a few minutes ago and possibly the main event at Double or Nothing in May for AEW. Uh, is there any chance... I mean, I think we all know he'll end up in AEW at some point because he's boys with the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and and that whole group. I mean, they have the elite. They have the T-shirts, you know, formerly the Bullet Club. I mean, obviously, at some point, Kenny Omega's going to all elite wrestling. But is there any chance, Justin, that he makes a stop in WWE first and we see him at the Royal Rumble this Sunday? It would be nice. His contract runs through January 31st. And yeah, but they could figure that out if they really wanted to make it happen, right? I don't know who would that would that uh, would that benefit WWE if WWE did a one off. I don't think it would benefit them. I think it would benefit Omega more because it because his name gets out. Not that he's not well known, but his name's out there. It would help the Rumble. I mean, who wouldn't want to to watch that show with a big surprise? No, but not Kenny a Omega. one. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Not a one off. And and maybe I should get a little deeper into my thoughts about this. So, so I will. If if I'm Cody Rhodes and the Bucks. And I'm talking to Kenny Omega. I'm saying, look, eventually you're going to be here. We all know it, right? But we're not really, we're not ready for you yet. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, all elite wrestling, we're intrigued by it. We want to know who's going. But their next show isn't until May, right? So they actually don't have a product yet. I I wish them nothing but the best. I think they're going to have plenty of success. They're already improving the WWE product. But AEW doesn't really have a finished product yet. When will they have a finished product? If I'm Cody and the Bucks and even Jericho, I'm saying to Kenny Omega, go to WWE right now. Go to the sign a one-year deal with WWE because when you do come to us, it's going to be that much bigger. It's going to be that much better. It's going to be that much more surprising. Go do your thing in WWE. Go have your feud with AJ Styles at WrestleMania. 
You know, uh, go make those storylines happen with Finn Balor. Go, go, go do what you want to do in WWE because that's going to make your debut in AEW that much better. You don't think that's a possibility, Justin? Danny, the next time I speak with Kenny, I will actually mention that. I think it's a great idea. I, I, I do think it's a great idea. I think that the one thing we're underestimating, though, I think AEW does need them. Uh, this card reminds me of the double or nothing. Now, they sold out all in without without even announcing a match. Uh-huh. So they sold out the card before they even announced the They sold out the show before they even announced the card. I think double or nothing, they're going to want some big matches. They're going to need to show they have a top of the card. I'd assume if Omega's there, he's in the main event. He wasn't at all in for what it's worth. But um, I think that if Kenny is there, I think he'll be part of double or nothing. I do. I think part of the part of the beauty of all in, of all elite wrestling I know Jericho's there, but he's got so much goodwill with the fans. I think part of the draw is this anti-WWE kind of kind of groundswell. Like, I think that uh, All In was, in, in a lot of ways, a screw you to WWE. Not by the talent, but by the fans. We're sure. tired of your product. Sure. We want something different. And I think the Bucks speak to that because the Bucks have they've tried out there. It never really worked out. There's the crazy story about moving Booker T's jacket and... They got they got you know in trouble for that, which is a ridiculous story um, that that, it, that both sides have spoke about. So odds are there's, there's some truth to it. Uh, also, Cody Rhodes left under under poor circumstances. You know they didn't want to, they didn't know how to use him, didn't want to use him. So Cody's kind of got that uh, legitimacy to add, that authenticity to his character. These guys were passed up, and I think that adds a lot of the flavor to AEW. So in some ways, I get your point, and it would help tremendously because WWE's fan base is so wide ranging but i think that if omega goes straight to aew i think there's a little bit more of a i don't want to say sandman and ecw feel but there's definitely a more authentic feel that it's guys who weren't in wwe and they're going to make it without them i don't know it's going to be interesting but uh obviously i'd love to see omega in wwe even for 10 months but i don't think it's going to happen at least not in 2019 listen i mean i understand that I understand what Cody Rhodes and the Bucks want to do. I I understand why Cody left WWE. You know, he he can say what he wants, but we I mean we know he left WWE because he felt like he wasn't being used properly. And and I think when you see what Cody Rhodes has done to his own character and his own superstar status, and I will say superstar status, Cody Rhodes is a superstar. He's turned himself into a superstar after leaving WWE. How many guys have done that? I mean, I don't I don't really know anybody who's done it the way Cody's done and I admire that. I Justin, I've told you, I you know, it's at times am trying to go that route where, you know, in in my industry, I'm saying fuck you to to the people who haven't given me the shot I feel like I've received and and obviously I haven't been able to do what Cody's been able to do in his respective industry. But, you know, someone like me admires that maybe more than others. So, But I see it. I see what they want to do to WWE. I understand that logic. But I think there's other roads they could go down. You know, we, how about CM Punk for now? Because there's a story that came out about CM Punk, and I'll get your thoughts on this. We might as well get right to it. There was a T-shirt copyright situation at Pro Wrestling Tees where somebody was selling a, a CM Punk-style T-shirt and they got the copyright, and the copyright part of you know, you know what the cease and desist or whatever it was came to them. It said all elite wrestling. So there's a rumor out there that C- CM Punk has a deal with with all elite, and it's a merchandise deal, and that's a sign that he's gonna go. I mean, who else would you rather bring in to say f you to WWE? 
than CM Punk. You know, they could go a route like that down that road right now and save the Omega stuff for later, I, I think. It's interesting you mentioned Punk. This could be, I don't know. Be careful what I say because I think Punk is great. And I think Punk stuff, when he was at the peak of his career in WWE, on the mic or in the ring, was so special. Uh, it was, I thought it was perfect timing this year. It was in June when Omega beat Okada finally for the IWGP heavyweight title. That night was when Punk lost his probably, I would assume, last UFC fight. I don't think he's going to get another shot there. Maybe Bellator. Jack Swagger actually fights Saturday night for Bellator makes his debut, uh, Jake Hager. But anyways, I, I just think that Punk is, like, that expiration date's passed. And that's not an insult to him. I don't think, you know, I, I believe that story of a guy in his laundry room saw the WWE title and Punk said, take it. I don't want it. I think Punk is so done with wrestling. I don't think we'll see him in AEW besides uh, an interview or something like that. I, I don't know. I feel like if they want to make a they want to make a, a wave in pro wrestling, I think Omega's the guy to go. Obviously, you could have both. But I just feel like Punk, it's funny. I feel like with Punk, you're going to be trying to reach for the past. The only wrestling parallel I can think of is, you know, for so long, I think as kids, we wanted to see, and we're about the same age, we wanted to see that Hogan Warrior rematch from WrestleMania 6. And we finally got it in, what, 98 at Halloween Havoc. And it was like time had passed and, and, and Father Time's undefeated. I don't know. I feel like Punk's time's done in wrestling. And it'll be more exciting to think of what he could do then if you were to come back, I think Punk would, in my opinion, flop if he came back in 2019. You think so? But that's I do. I feel like, and I think that he's just so far removed and bitter from wrestling. The Colt Cabana uh, situation with that lawsuit, and that was one of his close friends. Um, I know Punk had a good relationship with Pro Wrestling Tees. He signed there this past summer in August. He did a signing there. I think Pro Wrestling Tees is great. Like for the business model they built, they just signed Bret Hart. I just did a brief interview with Ryan Barkin this week. Uh, their owner, but I, I don't think Punk's gonna of the guys to to move the needle in 2019. I don't think he's the guy. Oh, I think if the price is right, he's not saying no. I, I'm telling. I'm. I think if the price is right, and we talk about this in wrestling all the time. This is what happens in wrestling, Justin. I'm surprised you're saying this because you should know better than anybody. What happens in wrestling is that guys come back. That's what they do. I don't care. Everyone does. I don't care I where Punk's they the come. You think he's the, the one rule. guy? I mean, it the way it sounds when when he has spoken about whether it's an offer to wrestle it all in. You know, he said he's on the record saying, "Well, they never made me an offer." Right. And now I think, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm paraphrasing, but Rhodes and the Bucks said something along the lines of, "Well, we asked him if we made him an offer. We asked him if he wanted to be involved." And on Punk's end, he said, "Well, that's not an offer." You know, to Punk, an offer I is he said a text message isn't an offer, right? No, right. an yeah. offer is you sit down, you get in a room. Punk looks at him and says, you either make me an offer, I walk out the door. I want something in paper. I want it finalized. Give me a number. And if I like it, you know, I'll take it. If not, maybe I'll throw a number back at you. I don't think he got that. I think if he gets that and it's a good number, whether it's good enough to negotiate or good enough to just say, okay, I think if he gets that, I'm telling you right now, I think he goes. So you don't, but you don't, don't think that t-shirt copyright deal where it, where it comes back to that person selling that t-shirt saying an all elite wrestling, you don't think that has anything to do with, with him signing a deal? Uh, well, they're all connected because so pro wrestling tees. And we actually mentioned this in the column this week. They're they're helping, or you know, run all with with Dana. That's uh, Matt Jackson's Matt, Matt, his sure. wife. Yeah, they're running the, pro, pro wrestling tees is running all the merchandise for AEW, helping get the brand out there. So I think that's more that comes down to. I, I don't see the connection to Punk. If anything, I think Punk would have been at all in because that was in Chicago. He literally did a signing right before then. 
I do think, though, down the road, if they need, you know, for their third pay-per-view or fourth big show, if they need a big draw, maybe you could see Punk then. I'm not saying Punk wouldn't come back if the price was right. I just wonder, like, if it wasn't a one-off, I wonder if he'd have the, like, what made Punk so good. It's not that Punk's not great anymore. Mm. What Punk made so good was he was so passionate and he was so, he was angry. Like, he had so much built-up frustration and anger. It's the same reason... I don't know if Steve Austin could still be good. Like Steve Austin was passed over for seven years set in whether he was or he wasn't, doesn't matter. He truly believed that he was. And like that character, that anger portrayed itself on television every week. And he got to fight the boss and he got to be this anti-establishment guy. And that's who he was. So I actually, you know, I was punk. I don't know. Punk. Like if you watch those old punk promos, uh, when he's mocking triple H or mocking Johnny Laurinaitis, like those were so good because they were so real. I don't know if he could do it uh, if he didn't have that kind of passion, if he's just getting a paycheck. Uh, Punk's an artist, too. So I don't know. I'd be curious. I think my opinion, I think Punk's done with wrestling. But um, I think AEW is a better landing spot for him, obviously. More likely, I should say, Danny, than than WWE. What does AEW do with a TV deal while we're on the topic before we get all into the Royal Rumble? Tuesday nights. It has to be Tuesday nights. Yeah, but what channel? What station? I've heard a couple different options. I've heard... TNT, I've heard TBS, I've heard WGN. I don't know. I think that the the time is more important than the channel. I think they're going to get a good network. The Khan family is the is the perfect group. It seems like you always wonder uh, when when the when the owners want to get too involved. And granted, they should. It's their money. But I think that you know, selfishly for you and I, look at the Patriots. Right when the organization struggled was when Kraft was a little too involved. Turned Parcells off, and he's gone. Um, and Belichick, it seems like for the most part, has, has run the football side the way he's wanted. So there's a lot of interesting pieces with AEW in terms of people who haven't run a company before, a wrestling company, and you know the the boys as they call them in wrestling, the talent will be management. And Tony Khan does. I don't know. I mean, it's always interesting when guys want to be on a little too involved. Not to say he will, but I think that'll be a storyline to watch off camera. But I can't wait. I mean, I think that, like you said, too, it's already made WWE's product better. Mm-hmm. And they're months away from a show. And it's already improved WWE. So, yeah, I can't wait for it to start. Um, but so I, I think the big big question is they're going to get a viable network. Tuesday nights are perfect. What about you can stri- start they- it against SmackDown or you can wait till October when they, when they leave. And Tuesday's a free night. Here's my deal, though. Here's my, my, my deal with that, given, getting a TV station and this idea that they have to get a TV station deal. Um, what about a streaming service? Like, can't they just launch their own streaming network? I, I mean, the way I view TV right now in 2019, I have a smart TV. I open the YouTube TV app. This is a free advertisement for YouTube TV, by the way. I feel like I give it to them all the time. They should give me some some free, you know, a couple a free months. Return, I yeah. don't know. They should give me free something. Supplements. But you know what I do? I open an app to watch live TV anyways. So what's the difference between me opening the YouTube TV app to find a TV station that they're on or opening the All Elite Wrestling app and just hitting live on Tuesday nights? Like, what's the... Can't they go that route? I mean, I mean, at some point, I think... I wouldn't be surprised at some point if WWE was just doing all their stuff on their own network. Like, I, I just feel like a streaming network could be just as important as a, as a TV deal. If it not more. depends, I think that if you're, if you're pay, like you and I 
not that we're going to, and I don't know who would watch, but if you and I could like buy our own TV time, you know, impact wrestling had a barter deal with pop. They moved to pursuit. Like you can buy your own TV Let's do time. It. What, what am I doing on YouTube <laughs> right now? When I can buy my own TV time, you got a sponsor. I'll get a sponsor. A, and how much but, is it going to cost? You, but you let me know. Tables, is, ladder, tables, ladders, and takes. You let me know, Justin. We'll get television. the TV time. Maybe on all. Maybe we'll work with all elite wrestling. I don't know. But if if you if we get what we should do is have the television network pay for us pay for our services. That's where you make the money, and that's why Raw's sure. three hours instead of two. Like I think they're going to go the traditional route because there's so much money to make and revenue in terms of advertisements and uh, the cons are connected. And I don't know. I think that they and, and, and Jericho, Jericho people. I think there's been a pretty positive response to his signing, but like CNN covered that. That's, and I know that if you're a president Trump fan, maybe you're not a big CNN fan, but for a pro wrestling, uh, you know, personality to get mentioned there, like Jericho's got a lot of sway in the business. Uh, he's he's the dancing with stars. He's been all over. Like, I think Jericho's a great signing for them. I think they're going to get their money back really quick with Chris. Um, but I think the TV, you have to go the traditional TV route because someone's going to pay you for it. It's going to give them more money and more leverage. I think that's why they go TV. Not to say they won't have a streaming service, but I think that's why they go toward TV. All right. You mentioned politics, not me. I'm not going to stick with that, but I do want to kind of use this to segue into my question for you, Justin, which is, you know, when will they make the Royal Rumble great again? When Trump, will they do a, that? Uh, WWE Hall of Famer for what it's <laughs> Our president. Go figure. I mean, yeah, make the Rumble. The Rumble, I thought last year's Rumble, that 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 Reigns Nakamura finish was incredible. I liked the women's rumble a lot last year. The fact that Charlotte Flair, you would think this is this is her destiny is to win this rumble. Uh, like the rumble itself, the matches I think are going to be great. Yeah, but uh, they, but after the rumble last year, like here's my my pro. When I say when when I ask when will they make the Royal Rumble great again, I ask that because last year after the Royal Rumble, which was a good one, like you said, they watered it down by giving us the greatest Royal Rumble, which is like. <laughs> So what, so what does the regular Royal Rumble mean? And, you know, you, again, you got the two titles that they could go for. I, I think that waters it down. It's like, what decision are they going to make? I mean, the winner of the Men's Royal Rumble last year, Shinsuke Nakamura, he chose the WWE Championship for obvious reasons. We know the, you know, him and AJ Styles, they go way back to their time in Japan. But What a fall from grace. He's, but on, I mean, I mean, he's on the pre-show this year. I know. That's a well, big jump from for Nakamura, who is still extremely talented. Well, that's somebody who could maybe look to go to AEW. You're going to put him on the, the pre-show. I'd be out of there if I'm him as well. But, um, you know, I, I just think that when you win the Royal Rumble, usually it's like, well, you're the main event at WrestleMania. You know, me and you, Justin, I think we look at Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles and say that's the main event at WrestleMania. But WWE doesn't look at it like that. I think they were like the fourth to last match, weren't they? At WrestleMania, I mean, it just the Royal Rumble to me is watered down, and so that's why I ask, when will they make the Royal Rumble great again? I think you're looking too far ahead, though. The Rumble itself is perfect. It's not over, uh, maybe overproduced, but it's just the perfect night of wrestling, especially with the two Rumbles, uh, the matches around it. But all that stuff moving forward, like I agree that the winner of the Rumble should main event Mania. Even the year before, uh, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt was in the middle of the card in a, in a really underwhelming match that I was really looking forward to. That was an overproduced match with, with um, decals and graphics and really bad match. But like the Rumble itself, nothing to do. That's all looking forward, right? That's all Mania, the road to Mania, the build to Mania, what happens at WrestleMania, six hours long. Like the Rumble itself is just such a great night. Um, I'm actually really excited for it. I think, I think it's the perfect night. The issue I had last year with last year's Rumble was the Ronda Rousey introduction when she came out after Asuka won, 
Like, let's focus on the That's right. person who won. That's I didn't right. like that, but I don't think that'll be an issue this year. I don't think that anybody, unless I don't think he does, unless the rock came back or something like that. Um, it'd be great to see a Roman Reigns, you know, sure. cameo. I don't know if we do. I don't think we do, but, um, the crowd would love that. I think that'd be a special moment and you could obviously build something with him too, you know, for when he comes back, uh, hopefully he comes back with, with whomever, but you could have somebody toss him that, you know, whoever you're trying to get uh, Dean Ambrose, for instance, would be a great guy to toss him, but have Seth Rollins do it. I don't know. I mean, that'd be fun. I just think there's so much intrigue and speculation with the rumble. It's one of the best nights WWE does in terms of the greatest Royal rumble. No, but wait, but, said that but, but they're wait. not going to mention that at all because that was in Saudi Arabia and that's not exactly a uh, a popular top discussion point right now in WWE. Um, but are they going to have the greatest Royal Rumble again somewhere else after? Are they going to keep doing that somewhere? They signed a 10-year deal with, with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and their sports authority. I don't know if it's like a chain, if it's a fluctuate. I, I assume it's not the same, necessarily the same pay-per-views. To me, the greatest Royal Rumble, I didn't like the name. Because to me, it does water down. It your, waters it down. Your, it's stupid. I hate the name. Yeah. And, and look, but, we but don't to me, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's the equivalent of a big battle royal. I know they brought guys in Rumble style. But yeah, I, I didn't like it either. I would have, I don't know how you do it, but maybe you, you can't call it World War World War Three because I don't think in this, this political climate, but the old WCW World War pay-per-view was fun with, it, with, the, with the multiple rings. Uh, that was fun. But like you can do something creative and make it different. But I agree. I don't like the idea that the Rumble's perfect the way it is. I think the fan base loves it the way it is. Why insult the fan base? I agree with that 100%. No, it's just, I, I don't understand calling it, the. you could call it anything. You don't have to call it the greatest Royal Rumble. And and I also mentioned they water it down because, and you mentioned all the, the surprise factor. We already know who the number 30 participants are for the men's and women's, right? Unless that's going to change, we already know it's Carmella and our truth like, Unless I, Braun like, takes our truth spot away, and I think Carmella holds on to it. Uh, yeah, we, we know the thirties, which I wouldn't have given. I like, uh, it's funny. I always say, I wish like they made these things mean something like the mixed match challenge or, or whatever. But I don't like the fact that it was the 30th spot. No, I agree. No, it's stupid. I, it makes no sense. I guess they're, uh, maybe they didn't have a big number 30 in mind. So they thought, oh, well just nobody's going to be upset now because they already know who it is. But I was disappointed with that as well. I mean, perhaps during the event, they could do like backstage segments where maybe somebody trades their spot with them and they kind of, they say they've traded their spots and we don't know who they've traded them to. Maybe they can do something like that. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I love when DiBiase would buy somebody's spot. Oh, have some fun (laughs) with that. You've got four hours to cut backstage. And I mean, it's the greatest production, one of the greatest production companies in the world. Have some fun with it. I agree. I love that stuff. Didn't they Uh, used to, they used to do the ping pong balls, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. They should go back to that. One thing to watch for, and I'll watch it live, I'll, I'll time them. It's funny how there's no consistency in terms of, you know, numbers. So like three and four might be 30 seconds. It might be 90 seconds for the next person. The timing is so roughshod on these things. Uh, keep your eye out for that. It's never oh, you what mean, they say it is with the Rumble. You mean from like one person coming out to the next, it's supposed to be one set time in between each number? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And okay. Especially in the men's, it never is. No. Well, sometimes a guy, it, it takes somebody like a minute and a half just to get to the ring. And other times <laughs> or, a guy will fly down in two seconds. So that's why or you gotta, they're trying to 
prolong a moment in the ring between, you know, if, if Ambrose and Rollins are in there together. Yeah. Or I know Rollins, Seth Rollins is the, is the projected favorite. I just don't see it. And to your point, if he wins the Rumble, like, does he even get Brock or Finn, for that matter, at, at Mania? Maybe he'd go Daniel Bryan. I don't know. Would that match close Mania? The women have a right to close Mania, too. If sure. it's, I think that Becky Lynch is as hot as any wrestler in the world right now. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I still think Braun wins this. I think that's the reason, think- part of the reason, obviously, they made that last-minute switch. But I, I still, seen as a dark, dark horse, I don't think he wins. Drew McIntyre, I think his time is coming. It's just not yet. But um, I don't know. I, I still think Braun wins this thing on Sunday. I think there's a lot less mystery with the women. I wrote about this week. I can't see anyone but Charlotte Flair. Unless somehow, like, Becky lost her match and got thrown in the Rumble. I don't see anybody else winning but Charlotte. You think Braun Strowman is going to win? the? They're going to have him face Lesnar at WrestleMania in the main event of WrestleMania? I don't know if it's the main event, but I think that's the. Well, I mean, it's going to be the champion. Match. It's got to be the main event, right? I mean, all right, you said the the women could be the main event. It could be Becky versus Ronda or a triple threat: Becky, Charlotte, Ronda. Okay, you know what? That should be the main event. And I've actually said this to you before. If that's the main event, it'll be because of Becky Lynch, not because of anybody else. I mean, I agree. You know, and, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to follow that match either. If I was, if I were Braun and Brock, whether Becky wins or Becky loses. I wouldn't want to follow that match and go, and not that they're not competitors. I'm sure they'd be happy to go out to follow that match, but, but on the producing end, I wouldn't want anything to follow Becky Lynch's hand in the air, or if there's a screw job or whatever, I wouldn't want anything to follow that moment at mania. That's I think, but the crowd is thirst, you know, hungry to see that's how I'd want to end it. I think if you go and be, I thought the best use they had of, of Brock in recent memory, Brock's done a lot of good stuff. That Survivor Series match with Daniel Bryan was phenomenal. Oh, I think Brock's but, I think Brock's the best. I just don't think a match with him and Braun Strowman would is anything that I really want to see again. See, I lo- I loved his match with Goldberg. They bell the bell. They were under ten minutes, and man, I thought they lit up that crowd in Orlando. That was a fun one to be there for a couple of years ago at Mania. I don't know. I just think that uh, who else do you want to see with? Do you want to see Rollins Brock? I don't know. I'd to rather me, see match- Rollins. I'd rather see because that's. To me, that storyline's intriguing. To me, that's a storyline that they never really, they never really went back to. You know, the way Seth Rollins was working with the authority, and he came in and cashed in the money of the bank. I mean, that's a huge WrestleMania moment. And then he got hurt a couple times, and and now it's like Seth Rollins is the good guy, and Dean Ambrose is the bad guy, and they never talk about how Seth Rollins turned his back on the Shield. I think you could get back into that. To me, Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar is a much more intriguing storyline than Braun Strowman. Brock Lesnar. I love Brock Lesnar. And, uh, you know, I just, I mean, I wouldn't, at this point, I actually wouldn't be surprised if they have Finn Balor win the title at the Rumble and maybe they do an AJ Styles, Finn Balor, you know what I mean? Because obviously they're doing something with Styles. They have him knock out Vince McMahon with with a right hook, with a right forearm, whatever that was. And so they're trying to build AJ Styles up to be this, this pit bull, which kind of brings it back to his days at leader of the Bullet Club. And, you know, you're looking at a, at AEW and they're changing plans. You know, are they, is Vince saying, you know what? The, we're giving the people what they want. They want Bullet Club. They want a Bullet Club clash. They want it for the title at WrestleMania. AJ Styles. Yeah. Who, I would rather see something like that than Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. Braun, Braun versus Brock just doesn't do it for me. Two things. I like that match in the Vince McMahon tradition of heavyweights, for, you know, heavyweight versus heavyweight. I think that and that's a good storyline because Braun has been chasing that title and Brock for a while. 
I think Mania is the right place. They got to get the belt off Brock. I think Mania is the right place to do it. I think Braun's their guy. I think Braun's going to tour and be their universal champion. What happens come this October? We'll see if they go to one belt, if they merge them, because SmackDown will be on Fridays on Fox if they if they want to go away from the uh, the dual brand. But I'd be shocked if Finn Balor wins the title on Sunday. I can't wait for the match. I say that even with the storyline, Vince saying, like they open the storyline by saying, Finn, you're not big enough. Finn, you're not strong enough. And Balor's obviously answered the call each time. So it's it's a fascinating storyline. I don't know. I just, I can't see with this little of a build, Finn winning the belt on Sunday. That's one of my frustrations with the Rumble, actually. Like if that match is before the men's Rumble, or for the women for that matter too, right? Like I don't understand why the losers can't be immediately thrown into the Rumble. And storyline-wise, you're at a disadvantage. Because if Finn gets beat up and destroyed by Brock, which I'm sure he's going to take a beating, he has to sell those injuries in the match. Like, that'd be fun. Like, that, there's even more reason to care about that guy. I can't see Finn beating him. I've been wrong before. I could be wrong here, but I don't see it happening. It would be a shock to me if Finn Balor were to win the Universal Championship on Sunday. Yeah, but isn't but it? What, a, what, an exciting, what an exciting moment that would be. Unpredictable. It'd be a, nobody sees it. I shouldn't say no one, but... It's not really, it's not blatant or obvious. Yeah, what but they've a great been, that would be. Justin, they've been unpredictable lately. They, I mean, the fact that Finn Balor isn't even in this match is unpredictable, right? I, I mean, nobody, did you see this coming? I didn't see this coming. And then you, I, I go back to last WrestleMania where everybody and their mother thought that Roman Reigns was going to win and Lesnar won again. To me, that's unpredictable. Like they've gotten back to being unpredictable. And, and again, the whole AEW cloud hanging over them. I, we talked about this at the beginning. They're making decisions because of that. And there's a reason they put Finn Balor in this match. I mean, what is it? You think it's just to go in and lose? Or is it? Or is there a bigger... The yeah, it, it, yeah. You don't think there could be a bigger goal for them in mind? And, and because of AEW, you don't think they're changing things? I think it's a happy medium. I think that Balor it makes this pay-per-view more, more, more appealing, more of a draw. I don't know what their plan is for so him. So then, what does that Mania? say? But, but what does that say for WrestleMania? See, that's my point. It's like if they feel like Finn Balor is more of a draw, how do they then say, "All right, wow, that was great. Let's go back to the guy we didn't think was as good a draw as Finn Balor." You get what I, you get? What I'm saying? Like that doesn't make yeah. I think that logic doesn't I, I think make sense to me. It's that anti-authority storyline they've they've tried to find ever since they did it so well with Austin. I think the story to me is Braun lost his shot, not because the match wasn't appealing, but now Braun has to go and win the Rumble. And that's the and it's interesting too the way they ended Raw. To be honest, I they they're not gonna they usually don't overdo it with triple threats at Mania. But I thought the way they ended Raw was really interesting. That excuse me, not ended Raw, but ended that segment with with Brock, with Braun, and with Finn. Like there was no clean finish. You'd assume if Finn was gonna win the belt on Sunday, he would have beat Braun Strowman on Raw. He came close. The match ended with the DQ when when Brock interrupted. I don't know that. So I wonder what they have in store for them. We have a long way before we get to Mania, um, but I, I don't. I think Brock just means too much to them. They pay him too much. I think Brock is just too much of that product, even though you don't always see him, to lose the belt on Sunday. All right, I mentioned I mentioned AJ Styles. He's fighting Daniel Bryan. What do you think about Daniel Bryan's character? Because I hate it. I I, I think that if <laughs> I think that it's if, the best in wrestling, you can, it's uh, one of the best. In, I love it. Really, I, they're letting him be himself. Is he being himself? To, I, I, I just hundred percent. I don't, I don't like it. I, I think it would be good if he wasn't the WWE champion. Like I feel like he's a, he's a, he's a gimmick right now. 
He he's somebody that maybe should have the Intercontinental Championship or like the the U.S. title. Not somebody who should be the WWE champion. Like I just I I don't I just don't like his character. And then I I just don't know where they're going with him and AJ Styles. Like where AJ like I said had the confrontation with Vince McMahon. Like where are they going with Styles and Brian moving? And forward? they really haven't touched that since. Good question. You wonder too what happens next because like you can only see and I love I got their December match. I did that top ten this year for women's and men's wrestling. Uh, top ten. Cody Rhodes is number one for the for the men. Becky Lynch number one for the women. And I didn't want to put Daniel initially. Didn't want to put Daniel Bryan on the list because he had a good year, but it was more of a just seeing him was the fun part. There weren't great matches. I thought his match in December with Styles was phenomenal. Like he had a he had that November December stretch stretch Brian where he showed he's he's still one of the best in the world. I'd be curious. They're gonna have to split those two up because. If that series run, keeps running all the way to Mania, all of a sudden it becomes ordinary. Like, would Styles and Nakamura, would that even headline a Raw right now? We've just seen it so many times. So I don't know what the – I think that they need to think of – in order to miss somebody, you can't see him for a while. Which Brock does really well, actually. But in terms of Brian and Styles, I think you've got to split those guys. It To me – it's time to move AJ Styles. To Raw. A guy of that uh, – absolutely. Yeah. It's time. I've been, and, saying, uh, I've been saying this for months. Have to, and it's it's not it's not to me it's a compliment right like he's done everything you've needed oh, on no SmackDown doubt. everything so it's not like you're getting rid of the guy and it's I don't want to say it's a promotion either but like the third hour of Raw desperately needs AJ Styles I don't see why and, and there's so many different guys who can work with Brian on SmackDown I think that the Styles needs to move literally the Monday after the Rumble like go right now have you know. And he's another guy too, right? Like AJ Styles should be in the. If he loses that title match, which I, I expect him to lose it, if he does, I'd love to see him in the Rumble. Like, why? That gives you more star power. The the Rumbles we love are usually some surprises, but like they had star power. Mm-hmm. I don't see why these guys. I'm sure they wouldn't mind working twice in a night, given the circumstances. And you know, when I say when we talk about Styles going to Raw. Yeah, I expect him to lose to Daniel Bryan. I expect him to go to Raw because if they're thinking Lesnar's gone soon, obviously there's no reigns. Like, you, you, you're going to need AJ Styles. You're going to need some big name to go over there, especially where SmackDown's going to eventually go to Fox. It, it, it's one of those things where, like, all right, you got to have the big dogs on Monday night. AJ Styles right now is your big dog on SmackDown. He doesn't have the title, so you can send him over there. But what about him losing to Daniel Bryan, winning the Rumble, and I, I know you don't think this is going to happen, but I think this would, this is what I want to see happen. I want to see AJ Styles get into the Rumble, win it. I want to see Finn Balor win the Universal Championship, and I want to see Styles, Balor, headline, and WrestleMania. I, you're probably right. They won't do it. But to me, like that is a storyline, especially if they want to if they wanna react to what All Elite Wrestling is doing. Sometimes I get mad at myself for taking this up, you know, being so passionate. But it's funny that we're, you know, if they move Styles to Raw, this, that, they can do whatever they want. You know, John Cena is a pretty good example of that. The Undertaker, like, if they want to got to come out, cut a, a promo on SmackDown and say the Taker one was great, you know, uh, uh, digging, you know, burying souls and d- digging holes and burying souls. And then he didn't show up on SmackDown again. Cena goes on both shows back and forth. It's like, I, it's funny how seriously we take the brand split because they told us to. And then sometimes they kind of don't don't hold true to that on their end. I think it'd be great. I still think you close Mania with Becky Lynch, but if you had Finn Balor, AJ Styles, for some with some gold on the line, I think that titles in wrestling 
are still they're not underrated. They're, excuse me, they're, they still mean something. They would take the house the, down with those two those guys. Two. Yeah, they, they would. They would in New York City, oh. especially on a weekend where you're going to have New Japan, in my opinion, close out the Madison Square Garden show, the Ring of Honor. So you probably, in my opinion, that's going to be Tanahashi Okada at Madison Square Garden. That, in terms of wrestling, just wrestling, bell to bell, what match can be better than that? Styles Balor could. Yeah, oh, of course. Uh, again, I think they would take the house down. You wait a minute. You mentioned I can't, I can't forget this, so I have to bring it up. You mentioned the Undertaker. What is he not going to be at WrestleMania? Like, what's the storyline with Undertaker? Are we going to see him in the Rumble? Where's the Undertaker? What's the storyline planned for him for WrestleMania? I know last year there was there were deep speculation that he wouldn't be back in time. He was able to make it work with Cena. In my opinion, they still need a rematch. That match went, what, three and a half minutes? It didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Cena kind of ran his mouth and paid for it. I don't know. I think that what do you do with John? If John Cena is not wrestling for a championship, I think he needs to beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, kind of avenge that loss, because Cena's going to break the, re- the the belt streak eventually, um, health permitting. He's going to win that 17th title and be the face of all their world champions, which in some ways he already is, but it'll be official with that title number. Um official by WWE standards. But I think that Taker, Cena would make sense. They just did that, though, so I don't know if they want to do that again. I don't know. Maybe you have Cena work a young guy. I think of, this is a bad example, Fandango, Jericho, but somewhere where you can like get, you can elevate somebody like I love, and not just not just because he's from Everett, but I love Tommaso Ciampa. Loved him on the Indies. Loved him when we saw him in Lynn a million years ago. Loved him when he was Thomas Penmanship. Um, I think he's phenomenal. Like, if Champa came in and beat Cena at a at a mania, that'd be a great moment. Or Matt Riddle, or somebody special on the NXT roster that you want to elevate. You have them beat John Cena in a match that maybe people didn't see it coming. Because Cena, you could have argued he should have lost to Bray Wyatt in a mania. He should have lost a couple different times and didn't. I think this is one of those years if he's fighting, unless he gets three match with Taker. I think that a, a good Cena moment would be to lose to someone from NXT. You're calling up like a Champa. Like that'd be if Champa defended the NXT title against Cena at Mania. Oh, that'd be a great match. I w- uh, Taker. I, I I haven't heard a lot on Taker. We just saw the picture of him uh, with a couple of the uh, TNA and Impact Wrestling stars, but I haven't heard a lot about Taker. I wouldn't be surprised if Taker missed this Mania, um, and for his sake too. Again, I think that if he goes away, we'll want to see him a little bit more next year. <laughs> will we? I I I don't know, but you know, I don't. Know, we, we want to see him any less, will we? I don't know. I mean, it's over. It's over, right? Here's you, how they should end right, it. Though. Last year, they should have done the casket match. <laughs> they, 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 Last year, maybe. I wasn't thinking that they could have a rematch, but you're right. It makes sense. He finished him so quick. Maybe Cena could come back, say he's more prepared. They could build it up for a month before. Uh, and actually, Cena, te- kind of, Cena kind of worked as the heel in that match, too. It reminded me a lot, in a much shorter form, of the original Rock-Cena match, where they're in Miami, and Cena kind of plays the heel to that crowd. Rock wins. The next year was Cena as the babyface, yep. and Cena, you know, not that Rock was the heel, but Cena. If you watch the match, he played that babyface character so well. That to me is the way this would go. If they had the rematch, Cena would play more like come from behind, like he kind of taunted Taker last year. Uh, it was a, it was an odd storyline for sure, uh, but yeah, that to me that makes sense as a rematch. Good question. Does anyone want to see it? I do, I, I want. Yeah. Justin, I want him to. I want to see him end it. I want to see the casket match. I want Undertaker in the casket, and Cena slams it down, and that's the way this thing. That's the way this thing is going to end for the Taker in professional wrestling. I, 
That's what I think they should do. And you know what? The, when we talked about this last year at this time, might have been this, no to a Mania payday, might have been this very show, the Royal Rumble preview, where I said they should be fighting in a casket match if they're going to fight at all. You know what happened not too long after that? WWE went back to a casket match. I forget who it was with, but they had one. It was it was Jericho. Oh, they they went back and forth. It was the Saudi. It was the greatest Royal Rumble show, right? They um they were gonna have a casket match with Jericho. Jer- it was it was Kevin Owens and it was Jericho. Kevin went back and forth. So maybe they were listening. They were li- they were listening. They listen. They have. If you're listening, guys, please have the losers <laughs> of the the singles matches jump in the Rumble. That would be a, a favor. I think I don't think anyone would have an issue with anyone, male or female, losing their match. So say Oscar loses the belt, like put her on the Rumble. And another thing too, I know it's on the pre-show. I don't care. I want Nakamura. Like, if you win the Rumble and you're on the roster the next year, unless you're defending the world title and you win and, and that's that, like, Nakamura should be in the Rumble. To me, it's insane that he wouldn't be in the Rumble. He, he has, won last he year. He still be. means something. He's great. Put him in. Rusev should be in the Rumble. Like, I hope these guys, they will be. just because they fight on the pre-show, that shouldn't mean anything in terms of, like, they should sell whatever injuries they have to sell from the match. Sure. That's that's respectable. It should be that way, but they should be in the rumble. They will be right. You don't think, you don't, don't think know. Nakamura will be in the rumble just cause he's in the pre-show. I, I just, there's a history of guys fighting in matches and then not being in the actual uh, rumble match. What about, what, if, a, what about his uh, match is easy though? Cause you know, it's before the rumble. So I'd certainly hope that they're both. I hope both of them are in though too. All right. Well, Win or lose. Well, what I hope Rusev's in there too. What about uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H? Are those guys done? Like, because I mentioned the Undertaker, they had they just had a match not too long ago, a tag team match. Kane, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Like, is that, that over? That was Saudi with? Arabia, the Crown Jewel show. Triple H said he actually yesterday on the on his call NXT call said he's rehabbing. He should be back in time for Mania. I don't know what you do with him. He's rehabbing. The injury, yeah, the oh. pictorial injury. Oh, okay. So rehabbing. Oh, I forgot he was injured. I okay. I had to clarify that. I don't know what's going on. Physical uh, rehab. (laughs) Um, uh, So he can. He he should be back in time. I thought for the longest time we'd see Michaels Styles. I'm actually trying to. The next time I interview Michaels, I'd love to ask. He carried that match, uh, really by by four. He had to. He had no other choice in Saudi Arabia, um, because you take her who's a little older. Glenn Jacobs, Kane was a little bit older, and then Triple H gets hurt, so Michaels really had to carry that match. I thought that we'd see Michael Styles at Mania. I think that'll happen less and less every day now. But Michael said after that match, "I'm done." Um, I don't know why you bring him back for that show. I get it; the payday must have been extremely lucrative. But I don't know. I think he's got one more Mania moment in him. New York City Styles would make the most sense. I'm sure Styles would jump at the opportunity. Uh, you could do a, you could do an HBK Daniel Bryan match. You know, Bryan was one of his students. Uh, Michaels would be the, the baby face in that match. I, it hurts Sean that he's got no hair. Like he looked old. I, I was going to say, I, I don't want to see it. I'm the biggest Shawn Michaels fan going. Nobody's a biggest Shawn Michaels fan than me. I, I've dressed as Shawn Michaels for Halloween more times than I can count. I have an unbelievable costume that I put together. Shawn Michaels is my guy. I cannot watch him bald. At, at at WrestleMania, I just I won't be able to do it. That it's just going to be awkward to watch. I'm sorry, I can't. Justin, they can't let it happen. They just can't. They, you need other way, guys can do it. Triple H can do it. Triple H, that's fine. That Triple H, that's fine. Undertaker, that's fine too. Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. You 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 can't let it happen. He's got to just he's got to just call it a career. That's my opinion. Speaking of which, just did a uh, 
brief piece last week's in last week's column with Marty Jannetty. It's been 27 years wow. since the Rockers split since that aired. I thought I, I love uh, connecting with Marty Jannetty. I think if I ever did a wrestling book, he'd be one of the guys that you know on the short list of guys that because Marty's story is just so fascinating, and you could have fun with it, and you can kind of be creative in the way you told it. And Marty was a partier, so there'd be some you know I wouldn't want it to be a tell-all, but I think the Jannetty stuff. That's always, to me, that's one of those, there aren't many left, but that's one of those, like, that should have been at WrestleMania 8, Janetti Michaels, now that we're talking about the Heartbreak Kid, and that should have helped elevate, I know it's it's tough for Janetti to elevate Michaels, but that's that should have been part of that match, right? Like, that, that was Shawn Michaels, Tito, Santana, but that should have been Marty, and then Shawn should have went on to to stardom, and Marty still had, had a decent career, but obviously nothing in comparison to uh, Michaels, if he's not the greatest of all time, is on the short list. Of great, so hey, but I agree. You need the headband on. You need you need. Michael's had the headband on in Saudi Arabia, but it, I don't know. It came off. You need some kind of like headpiece on for him <laughs> all match because it is just so jarring yeah. to see Shawn Michaels without hair. Yeah. I agree. Hey, who's going in the Hall of Fame? Do we know? We don't know that yet, right? Hasn't Is been it? released. I've heard Bam Bam Bigelow. You would think they're going to have a big headliner. There aren't many left. Um, yeah, where do you the go Rock, there? Where would the you Rock go? Would be, well, that, that, that's against oh, the, the MSG show, too. So The Rock would make a lot of sense, right? If you had Roman introduce The Rock to Headline Mania, that would, especially if, if they're already sold out at Madison Square Garden. And I, again, I, my opinion is they're going to close with Okada Nakamura, excuse me, Okada uh, Tanahashi, which is an incredible match, um, especially on U.S. soil. I saw that in Tokyo last summer. To bring that to Madison Square Garden, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada would, would be spectacular. I think that would be, that's going to be hard to compete against for the Hall of Fame. I can't think of many headliners beyond The Rock who could who could compete against that. Especially The Rock has some, uh, you know, they have that new Page movie coming out. So he'll be around, not necessarily every week on television, but he'll be around WWE peripherally. I don't know. I think he'd be the, the most compelling choice to, to battle against that that MSG show, um, especially if Okada and Tanahashi are the lead. Because The Rock was actually rumored to not just be in the Royal Rumble, but I read a rumor a couple, maybe like a month ago, a couple months ago, that there was a rumor The Rock could win the Rumble and face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. So the original story was, and this is the, um, the book they just wrote. Man, he's such a good writer, too. He wrote Creating the Mania last year, John Robinson. And he actually mentioned how The Rock and Roman wanted to have a match together at WrestleMania 35, which doesn't appear likely, you know, under under Reigns condition with battling leukemia, which tells you, though, that there's thoughts of using The Rock. And again, I think it makes so much sense because he's producing that film, uh, fighting the page story, fighting for my life. Like it would make sense to have him around come Mania. And you can kind of do you can multitask in terms of your synergy in terms of advertising. So I do wonder if Rock's involved. I don't think he wins the Rumble. But if you want to catch our attention again, uh, have the Rock win the Rumble. Though I don't know. I feel like if <sighs> WrestleMania is fun- funny because it's so mainstream, right? Like, yeah, it's not necessarily just for the wrestling fan. It's for it's to catch everyone's attention. So The Rock would make sense in that case, the headline against Brock. But I think you're right. I think the wrestling fans would prefer like a Balor Styles because we've seen The Rock enough times. Or a side match could be, you know, middle of the card, Rock, Brock. Um, Or have The Rock cost Brock the match. I don't know. But I do feel like I think Brock will walk into Mania champion. I don't think The Rock will fight, which I don't mind. 
I think the less we see of the rock fighting, obviously the more it's going to mean when he comes back. So I'm not, but it's New York city though. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think the rock will be around at some point. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it'll be in a wrestling capacity only because of that film. Hey, the page have film. you seen the odds list? I mean, Seth Rollins is the favorite at plus one thirty. Uh, then it's Braun Strowman at plus four hundred. Then it's Drew McIntyre. Then John Cena. Then Finn Balor. But then having the same odds all together, Sienna Almas, Andre Sienna Almas, Kenny Omega, The Miz, and The Rock, all plus two thousand to win the Rumble. I actually, the I don't know why this this match, this tag match with the Miz and Shane, it, it reminds me of one of my favorite Rumble moments, the Quebecers versus the Hart brothers, Owen and Brett, and that was the night that Owen turned on Brett and kicked his legs out and cut that promo. I know he made a mistake during the promo and he slipped up, but it was such a cool, passionate moment. I don't know why I'm looking forward to that match so much. I love Shane McMahon. I love the character. I think you know I, I, it's been fun to follow his career. Uh, the person he, he's a BU guy, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, being biased from Boston, uh, even as a BC guy, but I think it's interesting. Some of the Shane stuff they do, like Shane's superhuman. Like his Survivor Series spots, I thought were maddening because mm. it's, you should you need to put your talent. Or Shane's a part time talent. You can still make him look good by by putting other guys over. But I'm. That being said, I'm extremely excited for Miz Shane. I like the Miz a lot, too, against uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. It's the right guys to go against, too. People have been saying this for years, and if you watch the matches, you can see Cesaro can make – this isn't to say Shane's not good, but Cesaro can make anybody look even better than they are. So I think that it's, it's a smart match. I'm curious to see how often Shane and Cesaro are in the ring together. I bet you'll see that more often than Shane and, and, and Sheamus, who's got a bit of a reputation for being a little more stiff. In the ring, so I'm curious to see uh, how that match unfolds too. That'd be a fun tag team title, but to me, that's also like I wish Raw was known. I'm jumping all over the place. I wish Raw was known for its tag team division, and maybe that's something AEW can do, can force WWE to care about its tag team division, give a pulse about its tag team division. Because right now, like Monday was good, but why are Bobby Roode and Chad Gable like? What's their story? They, they never have interviews. They never. I don't know. There's so much more they could do with that division. Um, well, they, yeah, have the, they have the women's tag titles like now. The women's tag team titles. Um, yeah, for the first time that, since, what, 87? I like that. That they've rolled out. And uh, I guess, speaking of women, we'll get back to them. And we open the show with Ronda Rousey, and we'll close it out with the women. And, and there's so much to talk about, but this will be the, the last topic. It's at the Royal Rumble. We mentioned Ronda um, versus Sasha Banks. But also, you got Becky Lynch versus Oscar, and then you got Charlotte Flair. That you know, someone that people think is going to win the Rumble. Where does where does this all lead to at WrestleMania between Charlotte, Becky, Ronda, Oscar, Sasha? Like you take all of them together, wh- where are we headed with the women's division and and their titles, the SmackDown and the Raw Women's Championships? Hypothetically, let's say that they don't have WWE does not have set in stone a main event for, and they have the matches, I'm sure, but set in stone, a main event for WrestleMania 35. I think you've got to gauge the crowd on Sunday. What does it sound like for Ronda? What does it sound like for, for Charlotte? What does it sound like for Becky? They're in three separate matches. Ron, uh, Charlotte is the hardest to gauge because she's the, the longest in the, in the rumble, but you can obviously gauge it throughout and at the end of that match as well. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to be said too. I don't believe in setting a trend just because you can. You should do it because someone merited it and, and deserved it, deserves it and earns it. 
I, I think it's a bad idea to have the women main event the mania just because you want to have women main event WrestleMania 35. That to me is a terrible idea. You want to have the women main event WrestleMania 35 because they earned it. Like Becky Lynch is the hottest act in the company. You could put her with Ronda Rousey in a one-on-one match. That match would sell. That's why that match at Close Mania. Or I think they should. I know, again, Mania doesn't have a, have a history, by and large, of triple threat matches. I think that match could should close Mania. Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda. That's a great match. Plus, you can protect Ronda in that match, too. And you don't have to – she doesn't have to tap. She doesn't have to get pinned. Becky's already beat Charlotte a bunch of times. So that actually makes sense. It would keep everyone on the same show, too, because it would keep Becky with the SmackDown title and keep Ronda with the Raw title. Plus, you'd think – or maybe maybe both titles are on, on the line because how do you go back as champion after losing that match but or not winning that match? But to me, that's it's the right time, Danny, to pull the trigger on that, not because it's just to say, hey, we're doing this. We're doing it because these are the best people in the world for the job. That's why the women should main event WrestleMania. Well, let me let me ask you this though: when it comes to the different titles, and this goes back to the men's too, so we'll talk about both men's and women's. If they're going to get rid of the brand split because SmackDown is going to Fox on Fridays in what October, when are they going to go through with getting rid of the brand split and and going back to just one women's championship and one WWE championship? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see it if I'm Fox or from the USA Network, for that matter, and, and I paid that much money, or we, we were paying that much money. I think you want the whole roster. You don't want just this guy and that guy. You want them all. Sure. And I think you want your world champion to be your world champion, especially if it's the same, pretty much the same roster on both. Or I don't know how you do it because the roster is so big and there's so many mouths to feed, so to speak, in terms of keeping talent happy, which is going to be very difficult to do now with, with new challenges cropping up. But I don't know. I, I still think they, they drift away from the brand split. It's definitely served its purpose. Maybe you have the, you know, the, the intercontinental title be the main, be the main title of raw and you have the U S title be the main title on SmackDown or something creative like that. And you have your world champions be your world champions. But I don't know. I don't think that you can have a brand split and make that work on a, on a Monday, Friday split on a Monday, Tuesday split. You can, but I'm with you. I don't think you can do that and make it successful. So does uh, it, with, but it, my, my point is, does it factor into the WrestleMania plans with the belts? I don't think so. I think that's that's too soon. That's a, yeah, SummerSlam. Okay, maybe, maybe more SummerSlam. We're looking at that. All right, maybe that's August. So I think that we're we're ways away from that. I Especially just, their storyline isn't always long term uh, storytelling. So yeah, no, I don't think so. No, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, where, where they're going to go with that Ronda Becky because we obviously Ronda versus Becky is is. That's the match, right? You would think, and and does Charlotte? I think the question is: does, Is Charlotte gonna factor into that? That that's the question. And if the belts, you know, it, it, I guess I was trying to wonder if the belts would factor into it as well, because maybe that would change what they did with that main event at WrestleMania. It would be a cool moment to close the show. You know, you have three separate matches, three separate moments. Ronda's gonna beat Sasha, gonna make her tap. Uh, you're gonna have. Becky, I would assume, win that SmackDown title of Mosca. And then again, I think Charlotte wins the, the Rumble probably to close out the show. Like, it'd be great if Lynch came in the ring and got in her face and Rousey came in the ring and got in both of their faces. That's a cool way to end the Rumble. And that, to me, is an interesting way to gauge your audience, too. Like, do they pop for that? Do they respond to that? Is that what they want to see going into Mania? So I think that'd be how we end the Rumble, to me, is obviously kind of a dry run for, for WrestleMania. You want to know what I think happens? Please. I think that I I think that Ronda Rousey beats Sasha Banks. I think that's obvious. Retains the title. 
I think that Becky Lynch loses to Asuka. Becky Lynch goes into the Rumble. Love it, yeah. And I think Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch eliminate are the last two left, and they eliminate each other at the same time. They both like go a Bret Hart and Lex Luger. Yep. And I think it's a triple threat. And that would that would be easy. That'd be an easy way to tell that story. Because then you got uh, both of them on SmackDown, and you can still have them getting ready for Ronda. They they could both say, "Well, we don't want the SmackDown. We don't want to go after Oscar. We want to go after. We want to go after Ron. We want Ronda." And that's how you could mix the two brands. Yeah, I like it. I, I and I think the the idea I had was when she said, "I want them both." I think you're right that you got to find some way to merge these stories together, which shouldn't be hard because Becky and and Charlotte have been in a feud, you know, for the better part of the last year. And Rousey's obviously the top of the, the women's division, um, at least presented that way. Yeah, I think, and I think that's the way you got to end the rumble. You got to end with the women, especially that who's the hottest guy in men's wrestling right now. I think it's hard to pick just one. You said you weren't in love with the new Daniel Bryan character. Rollins is good, very good, and his matches are great. But I just don't think Seth Rollins connects as a babyface the way he does as a heel. There's Braun Strowman, and I thought your 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 take on Braun was really fascinating. That you know you don't want to see him and Brock. Like to me, that's what they whether you want to see it or not. That's what it's been building to. So it's interesting that I, I love Brock, but I think Brock's a, the great guy you want to you want to see Brock lose, right? Because Brock's this big bully. No, I lo- is- I love Brock Lesnar. I want to see Brock Lesnar keep winning. Actually, I I just well by that I meant like you want to see him against like a Daniel Bryan type. Yeah, uh, you know you know I I think people in general don't want to see Brock versus another giant. They want to see Brock versus these guys like Finn Balor. Exactly. Or that AJ Styles match was, was amazing. And my, uh, and my point is, if you, a year and a half ago. my yeah. point is, if you're not going to do that, then, you know, I'm okay with, you know, I'd rather, then I'll see AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'd rather see that than Brock versus Braun, the, the two giants going after each other. I just think we're in a different age. I, I just, I don't think, like, they talk about this guy, who who is it? Laz Sullivan? Is that who it is? Yes. Yes. I mean, who knows when he shows up, and I hope he's okay, and I hope he's going to be okay because I think he's dealing with some stuff in his personal life, right? But, but you know, they're pushing him, and he's a monster, and it's like, I don't know. I, I just think that that's the, that's the old wrestling. The new yeah. school is like the opposite of that. It's people that, that the, the fan can relate more to with regards to size, you know? I, I just think like the, the super... The super normal, like, giant, I, I just think that's more of a gimmick. And when you have two of them going after each other in the main event, I just think that's old school. I don't think that's the new school wrestling. I don't I don't think people want to see it. I certainly don't want to see it. And it's fascinating, too. You could end the Rumble. You could actually close out the pay-per-view after the women's match, which I think would be hard to do for anybody else. Uh, Styles Bryan could, could do it. But I think, absolutely, Balor Brock could close out that show and no one would have an issue with it. That's a, a never-before-seen match. I think they're going to be really excited. They both have New Japan backgrounds. I mean, Brock's a phenomenal wrestler. Brock's so under, criminally underrated. It's kind of like Shaq as a basketball player because Shaq was just so big. It's like, oh, he's just so big. The guy, I mean, Brock's one of the all-time greats. Um, he's just never around. But, like, Brock is so good. Like, that to me, that's a once-in-a-lifetime type meeting for the first time. Like, that, if that closes the Rumble, that could close Mania. I think Sasha... In Ronda, if they did that route right, that could have closed Mania. I think that there's so many matches on this card that are Mania-worthy main events. I don't think that WrestleMania will compete with the Royal Rumble. Mania is just a, too much to it. It's too long. They squeeze everything together. I think the Rumble will be the pay-per-view of the year. I really can't wait for Sunday. And I'm really curious to see 
if we get some surprises, you know, I don't think we're going to see Hulk um, come out in the Rumble. But I'm curious what we see for surprises and, and who we get. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see how Sunday goes down, especially I think I want to see how the women, the crowd responds to the women, because I think, again, it's going to be a triple threat at Mania. But with the men, what do we see for the men? Who do they decide to run with to kind of give the ball to? Is it Seth Rollins? I still don't think it will be. I don't know. I think Rollins is in that final four, but doesn't win. All right. It should be exciting. And Justin, you know how I'll be reacting if Kenny Omega comes out. I'll be going nuts. I'll be the first to apologize. I mean, I, I not that I don't want it, but I just don't. I, being under contract, I'm pretty confident yeah. Kenny won't be there. If he were, though, the place would erupt. Absolutely. You can get Justin Barrasso's pro wrestling column every Wednesday at SI.com. Justin, great job as always. Thanks for joining me and uh, enjoy the Royal Rumble. And we'll get you in studio before WrestleMania, right? Sounds good. Thank you, Danny. All right. Thanks, Justin. My so um, get this show whenever you want at dannypicard.com. Also on Podcast One, iTunes, Spotify, really anywhere podcasts are available. Follow me on social media. I will be back on Monday. I'll react to the Royal Rumble, but I will also get more into Super Bowl 53, which will be a week from Sunday. The Patriots, the Rams, I cannot wait for that. But again, I'll also give you my reaction to the Royal Rumble. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Also subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll be throwing up some clips from this show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. I am out. Talk to you again on Monday. <laughs>